to Holy Commutes for Monday, January 15th, 2023. This is uh, Paul and Tim Koch back with you for our second episode of the January 2024 season here on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off last time, I think, Tim. Um, last time we talked about a... Um, we went over to see the MAW schedule, the U.S. schedule, then sort of segued into that. Um, into uh, you know, some team news and off-season news, so... We'll kind of continue down that path, maybe a little less news and rumorish this time, and more. I kind of just want to talk about um, some teams as we look forward to the 2024 season. Um, you know, I, 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 I've said this many times before, but like, you know, the impetus for the drop 100 um, back in 2018 was I, like, you know, my, what I really wanted to do was, you know, rank teams in some sort of meaningful fashion. Um, you know, but I, I um, you know, when I came to realize, I think I already realized and when I tried to sit down and do it, I, I really realized was, uh, you know, there just wasn't that many, you know, regular teams. I think that era of wiffle ball was a lot of, um, you know, guys playing with different teams depending on where they were playing. Um, and I think over the last, so what is that, 2018, so it was almost seven years, six years ago, um, you know, that's changed and it's changed for the better. And you've got a lot more teams that kind of play all year around. So uh, that's always a cool thing. So I kind of want to talk about some teams, maybe some under the radar teams too. Um, and that, you know, um, I kind of have my eye on this year in, in different ways. And it just kind of, I think what's also interesting, uh, well, well, we'll get to that in, in, a, in a second. I got some other just general thoughts as well, but uh, we'll just kind of do 20 minutes on this. So I think probably the best place to start, we talked about some MAW teams last um, last show, um, and, you know, some rumors and stuff and some off-season moves. So let's start with the latest of the roster moves with MAW teams, um, and that's the Stompers, um, adding Jimmy Cole to their MAW roster for 2024. Um not for their U- United Wiffle roster, of course. They'll just, um, you know, this. I, I imagine the Stoppers' plan is to go with, um, you know, the other five people on their team. So that's, you know, Bryce Clark, who's the team captain, Colin Prentice, Tom Gannon, Sean Ryan, and Nate Cruz. Um, Jimmy will still be, you know, playing with the meets. Um, and we can talk about the meets a little bit later on. But thoughts on uh, the addition of Jimmy for the Stoppers? Yeah, Jimmy's a a good addition. You know, you know, with Gino declining the you know his option and stuff, he's you know Jimmy's coming off of a uh, arm injury that he's you know fully rehabbing. I don't you know he's he's already started to um, get into rehab. So like I don't I'm not exactly sure when. I don't I don't think he's going to be available to pitch. You know opening day i i think it's probably going to be a more of a second half thing but you know he adds a, you know he has a nice bat 
to that offense. And, you know, he's a guy who can, you know, give a lot of valuable innings, especially in pool play. And, you know, it's just, he's a, he's another veteran guy that, you know, they can slot in that, you know, really works. It's a, it's, it's a good move. And I, um, it, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, how it works. Yeah. And, and that's, I think on paper, it looks really good. I, I, like you said, I think it'll be interesting to see how it works. Um, you know, I think Jimmy's a really good fit on that team. Um, but you know, they almost, you know, it, it's almost kind of a thing of, you know, playing time now because they've got, um, you know, Jimmy will be able to pitch. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, say he's a pure hitter, but that's, you know, that's probably the biggest thing he brings to the team. And, you know, he's probably going to bat towards the top of the order at the top of the order and, you know, bat every single game. And if you're only batting four, you know, Francis has really come along as a hitter. He had a really good offensive tournament at UWIF. You know, Tom Gannon's, you know, one of the world's weirdest hitters where, you know, sometimes he just looks lost and other times he's, you know, you know, just being non-discriminatory and taking, you know, all these good pitchers deep. Um, you know, Bryce is a underrated hitter, yep. you know, and then Sean and Nate are good hitters. So just how do you give everyone at bats? And then you kind of look forward to the end of the season in United Wiffle. Jimmy's not going to be on that team, you know, you know, and I don't, I don't, it's not a concern. It's just something that you just let play itself out as the season goes. But, you know, you got to make sure that Sean and, you know, I'm sure Nate's going to get plenty of bats. And I'm sure Sean will too. But are those guys getting there at bats? Are those guys going to be ready for the postseason? Yeah, I, I actually don't think that's going to be as big of a problem. I think, you know, the Stompers, you know, they're not a young team anymore. And right. uh, when you're a younger team, it's harder to pull those triggers especially when you've got guys playing you know not every you know tournament or like you know we were going through stuff we forgot that andrew montero was you know a stomper at one point like you know you when you have those guys like wide and stuff coming in and you know playing in a, a few but like not every time it, it's it at least for me as a manager it's harder to you know move people around when it when things are like that you know, I, I think they'll find everything, you know, I, I, you know, one thing that, you know, Gannon's really has, you know, he is an enigma at the plate, but, you know, he has, you know, put in a lot of work and I, I think you're going to see him hit a little bit more this year. And, you know, and if it goes well, you know, those at bats will keep coming. You're not going to, you're not going to pull anything from, you know, a, a guy who's hot, but like, you know, I, I think your regulars are going to be, you know, you know, Jimmy every game, you know, I, I think unless Collins pitching, I think he's going to be hitting every every time. I, I think maybe if he's pitching, like especially late in the day, that may be something. But, you know, Sean and Nate are, are going to be right there. And, you know, Bryce, Bryce is very unselfish when it comes to that. Almost sometimes a little, you know, almost too unselfish. So that that, that stuff will work itself out. You, you know, you never know who's going to get hot, you know, when. So, like, I. I I think that'll that like I said that'll work itself out. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. It's a long season, and the yeah, bats are there. That stuff tends to work itself out. You uh you, you worried me there for a second when you talked about you know you as a manager. I thought you were going to mention uh 2003 Stompers. We're going to get a, an angry uh is going to lead to an angry text from from Connor about too much of that. Well, I mean, I have about 40 minutes planned, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll save that as a as an extra for him. He can uh, okay. He can. It, we'll we'll throw that up on uh, 
on, on something else and uh you know that, had a little weird date a special patreon for connor not nothing but 2003 uh stomper stock yeah. um but but it, another thing you said there that was really that you know kind of stood out to me said the stoppers are no longer a young team so like what one of the things and this is one of the things um that's been interesting to me about united wiffle um through the first four tournaments is um you know, there are all of these, there's a lot of, you know, young and then not so young talents out there anymore or um, out there now um, that, you know, you keep thinking, you know, these teams and these, you know, individual players and these these individual players make up these teams and these sort of, you know, these teams that always kind of seem on the cost, but I think the stoppers are a good example of that, you know, the, your, your long balls and your, you know, your other Ridley Park team and there's million other, but tons of other examples being give that you're kind of you know just waiting to break through in that tournament and you know they do here and there but then generally speaking we've kind of seen the same you know this the same sort of veteran teams always kind of break through you know and last year i think you look at the final eight it was kind of nothing but that um you know so i i think there's a few reasons for that i think it's you know um just having that experience as a team and then having that experience at different tournaments kind of gives you that edge but like you know, I, I I kind of feel like this is the year we're going to kind of start seeing. You know, again, we've seen it. Like, you know, TC thirty five has broken in. The Lemonheads had you know that, that that good run. You know, the Meats. You know, during the whole UWF era, have really established themselves as you know a top team. Not that they weren't before, but they've really done that. There's been others, but um, you know, Stoppers and some other teams. Um, you know, I I just it, it's hard for me to put my finger on like why those teams when they seem to have the talent just like at you know at the end of the season you know generally speaking aren't getting it done now like I mean any I know I'm kind of rambling there but like yeah I mean I like I I I think you know wiffle ball just like baseball it's a hard game right and it it takes a while like not you know you for every prodigy that you have there's twenty other guys who. You know, it just takes time to, you know, it takes time to build and get better and stuff. And like, I, I think, you know, I think that plays a little bit of a part in it that, you know, all right, a lot of these guys now do have a ton of time and, you know, like there's always, you know, you know, you never know, like, I, you know, I don't, I, there is no, I don't even, I was going to say old guard there, there really isn't like an old guard right now. It's, it's yeah. more just like you know, there's, it, it's more just fleshed out. Like, yeah, you got, you got, you know, your veteran older players, but like, you know, there's just, there are so many great players and great teams that like, you just, you, you don't know. And things, you know, the, these guys could break out, you know, at any time. And like, as you keep playing and keep playing it, you know, bigger games on bigger stages that, becomes easier and you know all you need is a you know sometimes just a few right bounces to go your way and things can go yeah no and, and that last point is what i was thinking i i, I think there's like two things to it. i think one you know um and we'll just use the term i agree if it's really not an old guard but we'll use that term for lack of um a better one um i think one of the reasons there's that kind of less you know um turnover in terms of you know um the teams to beat and then maybe has been at other times is because these established, I think these established teams are keeping themselves in better shape. You know, guys are able to play longer, you know, guys aren't burning out as quickly. And then with that, they're, 
um, a lot of these teams are doing a, a good job of recruiting and getting younger and finding, you know, it, or not even getting younger, but just finding ways to plug holes. You know, you look at the phenoms, you know, it's the phenoms, you know, but they, you know, but, you know, Josh has made moves over the years to, you know, to, to keep that, you know, team a, a constant contender. And even like, even some of like the usual suspects, you know, with, you know, Johnny and then, you know, bringing Sylvie and then, you know, um, you know, all those guys have played together forever, but like, you know, they've done enough of that little, those little moves to kind of, um, you know, stay relevant. And then I think your thing's the big thing. Like one of the teams I, I want to talk about your, your second part about there, about sometimes it's just the breaks. I think that's like really what it is. And I don't, I don't think there's anything these, you know, old guard or veteran teams are doing to kind of mitigate sort of the luck factor. I think it's just kind of worked in their favor. Maybe like, I think last year, especially kind of worked in their favor. Like you think of a team like the skull crushers, um, you know, and two years ago, I think they very easily could have gone to the final four and, um, you know, or the championship game and, you know, possibly won the whole thing. You know, they, they kind of ran into like sort of the worst matchup for them on that, mm-hmm. th- that, 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 um, that second day. And then they also had sort of the unfortunate luck of playing Ridley park in the final 16, the day before, you know, where they felt the need to go to Reed. Then I, I think they, I think they made the right move pitching Reed in that game, but then, you know, he's, he's not as fresh that next game. And then you think about last year, they drive Ridley park again. Um, you know, and um, you have to play a tough game there and then have to play the, fe- you know, the Phenoms right after. That's like two just kind of tough draws. It really is. And they, you know, they lost two to one to the Phenoms. Like it wasn't like a, you know, a blowout. So it really is just like that. It's 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 really razor thin. And I'm hoping this year is a year just throughout the entire year. And then also into October, we kind of see some of those teams start to kind of, you know, break through um, a bit. Yeah, and I mean, we we mentioned this last week too. You know, it, there is a difference between, you know, playing out the regular season where it's you know it is a battle of you know you 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 do see you do get a more realistic thing of okay these guys you know the team that you know plays the best during the regular season you know they they've earned that by you know every mean when you get to the playoffs just like in you know in all sports you know they're they're often crapshoots and you know you just you just don't know what's going to happen yeah like that's why i think like one of the most impressive teams to me of 2023 were, were the long balls um you know um if you kind of look at them as their maw team you know and i'd also throw their nwa team as part of that same thing so you know it was basically all the same guys boasted and playing the nwa tournament that was about it um but like you know, they, like you said, so when you play over the full season, you, know, you have more opportunities to kind of break through. It's almost harder in some ways because you have, you know, you have to kind of do it consistently. And those guys did it consistently last year. And, you know, then into the MAW playoffs, you know, eliminating the juggernauts. And, you know, they, they, they really were a consistently very, very good team. Um, yeah. I guess speaking of the Ridley Park guys, like I, I, I'm very, I'm always very interested in what they do for United Wiffle, but, you know, um, what really interests me, and this is, you know, if they, if they want to do this to please me, they can, um, is, you know, is uh, if like the same long balls team as last year runs it back in MAW, you know, I'd kind of like to see that then just run that for you, you know, United with like you've, you've tried to super team a couple of years, a few years in a row, um, you know, had a final eight appearance out of it, then a couple of earlier exits and liked, you know, maybe switch it up. I mean, that, that team's got great chemistry, you know, you have enough, you know, pitching with Bose and Sean. Um, I mean, they're, they're a little pitching line, I guess I would say. Um, 
you know, and, and I don't know, you could you could do a little tweaking, you know. I don't think it kind of like Bo, Sean, um, Colin, Frankie, and then whether it's Nate or someone else. And I'm not I'm not kicking Dylan off the team. I'm just you know um, I'm sure he'd play somewhere, but you know. And then you still have plenty of leftover for another team. Like I, you know, th- th- that team's got that great chemistry. I think they know how to win now, and I'd like to see them have another good regular season in MAW, then take that momentum and go in there and, you know, try to keep it going. I, I think that's what the Skull Crushers have done. And like, that's why they're now a perennial contender, no matter where they play. Totally. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's some, just like the Skull Crushers did in 2022. Yeah. It just takes that one. It just takes that first, first step of, you know, getting over that hump and then, you know, and, and then, you know, you belong and you can, you know, you can go from there. And I think TC35 is another team that fits that mold of, yeah, like kind of skull crushers, long balls. So, you know, you know, they're testing themselves everywhere now. Um, like you said, Tim, they, you know, they've played against everyone. They they know what it takes to win. They, you know, there's, there's no secrets anymore. And they've, they've built that confidence. Um, you know, they had the final eight run two years ago, United Wiffle. Um, and that was kind of looked at as a Cinderella run and, you know, it, and in the year plus sense, we, you know, we've seen that's not the case. They're a team I could also see having a really good full year, you know, playing in Texas, maybe traveling some other places and ending in United Wiffle. Um, and they're also a team that's done a really good job of kind of, you know, switching, you know, um, making sure they're adding and adding in a smart way. You know, I mean, just a few years, you know, Luke Richter wasn't a regular on that team until just, you know, a few years ago. Now he's there, you know, but more or less the face of their team. And now they've added Connor J. So, um, you know, that's another team I could really see kind of breaking through that. Um, I don't think it's a glass ceiling, but like breaking through to that next level. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're right there and they, you know, they're, it's, I, I think it's interesting that like, um, you know, they've got a, a team with, you know, experience all over the place, like, um, got it. And I, I get people's names wrong all the time, but is it, is it Luke? Who's the, who's the real veteran on that team? Uh, Chase Oliver. Chase. Yeah. I see. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> you know, Chase has been playing no, since, you know, as long as we've been playing and, you know, like, since that 2003. Stuff, yeah, yeah. So that that stuff will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that stuff will, you know, all that stuff molding together will will only, you know, only helps you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I guess kind of like to wrap up like a bow on all that stuff. Is like, I I feel like there's this like middle pack of teams that are just like kind of, you know that are doing it during the regular season and they're like i i think we kind of need to like realize more that just think about those like three teams and our four teams i'm include, I'll include the stoppers in this too you know stoppers tc35 skull crushers um long balls like i think all four of those especially if you're just talking about fast pitch all four of those were top 10 teams last year pretty yeah. easily and i think they've been you know top 10 teams probably for the last couple of years um you know, and I guess, you know, sometimes we can tend to focus too much on, you know, long balls haven't won an MAW title, you know, they haven't had that long run in UW, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, Skull Crushers have a um, NWA, you know, tournament title. So like, you know, these are, these teams are already there. I, I don't want to make it seem like they're trying to break through because it's not just about winning United Wiffle, Wiffle or, you know, um, that makes you a top level team, but it, you know, it, they have that consistency. I think we should kind of recognize more like these are the top teams right now. Um, 
you know, and it's just and it's just interesting to me if they can get that last little piece and really kind of solidify it. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, there's been different periods of football history where, you know, there's been, you know, like two or three dominant teams. Mm -hmm. And after that, it's, you know, it falls off, you know, pretty hard, you know, like, you know, you maybe have another couple teams in and then it falls off even harder after that. You know, that, that that's that's not the case, you know, um, right now. And, you know, that just makes, you know, th that. I think that it makes it, you know, um, you know, clear about like what you just said about, you know, how, yeah, they're not these four teams that you just mentioned, you know, they're, you know, they don't necessarily need to get over the hump because they, you know, they may be, you know, already over the hump. It's just those last couple of minor things to, you know, get the, you know, get, I hate, you know, championship trophy or, you know, you know, that type of stuff, but, you know, to get that, to get that hardware and, you know, and you go from there. Yeah, no, exactly. That's, you know, yeah. And like I said, Skull Crushers already have it. Like they've already done it with the, you know, a WLA tournament. It's just, you know, I'm a fan of those guys. I'd like to see him get more as well. And, you know, yeah, like four long balls is always, always right there, whether it's NWA tournament, MAW or whatever, you know, just that little final thing. I think you kind of nailed, you kind of hit the, nail on the head um with the you know you know at times there's just been you know a few dominant teams i think i think that's just such a big thing too it's just you know the sport is so competitive right now um you know no matter where you're playing really um that you know it just is so hard to being consistent is almost more impressive to me than you know winning a tournament here or there because it's just there's so much competition it's so hard to win any tournament and it's very hard to be consistent because you know you're just you know you're always facing good teams like one of my favorite things from last year was uh at an maw tournament was um in watching the stoppers video because they got a clip of of the final pitch in there was the stoppers beating the juggernauts you know to start the day at an maw tournament then they turn around in their very next game and they lose to the maryland horseman who at that point I don't think that was their first win, but it was. If not, it was their second. It was. It could have been their first. I, it was. I, it was. It was their first win against a, a profile team for sure. Yeah, and and you know, but like that that just like speaks volumes, right? It's like just like how competitive and how hard that stuff is. And then when you you boil that down to one weekend at a United Whiffle or an NWA tournament or even an MAW wildcard tournament or championship tournament, you know, you just everyone's so good. You just don't know what's going to happen. Like the Yaks are another team that just like, they can literally beat anyone. And, you know, it's just really tough to like, there's just so many good teams. It's just really tough to kind of get over that hub. And like at United Wiffle last year, they, you talk about just a little bit of luck. They, they had, they faced the juggernauts twice, you know, and lost twice to the juggernauts and beat everyone yeah. else. Uh, just a tiny different schedule, you know, and maybe it's a different thing. Totally. Um, so I had a few more teams I wanted to talk about, but let's do this since I think we're at our self-imposed time limit here, um, or maybe we're over a self-imposed time limit. So I had a few more teams and I, I, I'm going to think of some more as well that are kind of on the sort of, I think, yeah, I think we talked about the middle ground teams here. I kind of want to talk about some new teams, some teams that may not be on people's radar, some teams that I think, um, you know, are going to join that mix of those like five or six teams or seven teams we talked about tonight in short order. Maybe let's spend next week talking about that to kind of wrap up January, if that works for that, you. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. 
All right. So we'll see everyone next week um, with a rundown of some of the uh, younger, more under the radar, less known type of teams um, that we're looking forward to seeing in 2024. So we'll uh, see you next week.